0: This podcast is sponsored by Kulabula, creators of websites, animation, and digital art. To get a 10% discount, go to kulabula.com and put in the discount code AWAKENING.
1: Hello and welcome to another live call with the freedom broadcasters this week on the panel we have myself chris from mind wars we have roy from awakening podcasts we have steve steve Firo. we have him from awakened mind we have mary from mindful empowerment and we have grace from quantum nurse and i'm delighted to welcome this week our very special guest is bb bacchus I got to know BB at the start of this year, so I'm delighted. I've known BB a while now, shall I say. And um, I got to know her through the interview. I started getting into her work last year. I found out about her and started researching on her. And I was delighted to get her on my show in late January. And then if that turned into basically going on her course after that, which is a fantastic course, and we can get BB to elaborate a small bit on that later as well. I really do you know recommend anybody to go on that course. It really is truly opens your eyes, open my eyes to a lot of things as well. And there, from there, recently, only the last couple of weeks, let's say, I actually got to meet BB finally in the flesh and blood a couple of weeks ago, and she invited me to a talk she was doing in London. So that was great to actually meet her. And Bibi has a, how shall I say, a very interesting background and story. You know, a, a woman that at the age of fifty-four never had as much as a parking fine, nothing in her whole life. And next to me is by chance she got into UCC, and we'll we'll get into that as well. But I mean, at 54, for you know, for an IRS agent and a, and a police officer simply walk into our office. Life is good for BB and for these two culprits or parasites that I'd like to call them, walking into our office and basically next thing BB knows, she's serving a nature of sentence behind bars. You might ask, how is this? How did this happen? I will get into that in a minute, or I should say, I'll let BB get into that in a few minutes because there's a lot of gaps to fill in there, as we know. But first of all, BB, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: It's it's our pleasure. We're all delighted to have you on. And what I want to do first is I do want you to fill in some of the gaps on on what we just said there as well as to how you actually got into UCC itself and how you say it's, it is the highest expression of law. Now, in the meantime, since I interviewed you, I've got down the route as well of a lot of common law. I've got in touch with a lot of common law, so-called experts, shall we say. They've been on it maybe 15, 20 years down the rabbit hole. And I told them about UCC and I said, yes, we've heard of UCC. And this, I said, have you done much on it? And they said, to be honest they haven't done a whole lot of digging and the digging they have, they felt their uh, terminology or interpretation was now granted. They're not a leading expert like yourself on it. So you can compare and contrast the same thing, but they kept saying they wanted to veer away for the simple reasons. And I kind of want to put this to bed because a lot of the places where I get to go and the, and I try to mention the UCC, they try to shut me down and kind of say, well, no, Chris, why would you want to go down there? Because you're called a thing, a sovereign citizen and nobody wants to be labeled a sovereign citizen. Can you kind of, Elaborate, I suppose, in simple terms to put these this kind of analogy to bed as to what is the difference between common law and UCC law, and how can you what do you say to those people when they say no, you're going to be a sovereign citizen if you go down that route?
2: Okay, to be a sovereign citizen, you were born that way. It didn't just happen. It, you're not called a sovereign citizen because it's some kind of a, a, a law. At birth, you're a sovereign citizen. The common law is what we had when we were sovereign citizens at birth. But that didn't happen. After birth, you were stuck with military law. You were born and you were automatically put into the UCC. The UCC, people say, lots of people are saying, oh, that's not true, it's all fake. You try going into the court under any other law and you will not win. You will never win because when you walk in there, they're judging you. You're coming in under the UCC. It is not his or her problem. If you don't know, the Uniform Commercial Code is what the Earth is sailing under, and nothing will change until people get to know what it is all about. Our laws are not going to change. We do not have a constitution that's that's the fact we have corporations every single thing in this world is under cooperation the the governments a cooperation all the ministers they're all corporate they have corporate numbers you can check them out and done and bradstreet they have and they know they know how it operates and they know how so when you walk into a courtroom and you say to the judge, I demand my constitutional rights. The judge will say, if you say that one more time, I will I will charge you in contempt of court. And you don't know why he's saying that to you. But as I said, we have no... And if people don't wake up and realize the Uniform Commercial Code is the law that we're living under, things will never change, never. You can go into the library and you can see... Hundreds of books under the UCC, but they're not telling you anything. When I was locked up and I I started to study, I want to know how they got me there. So I started to study. I thought, well, how did I get here? I didn't do anything. So as I started to study, I found out, gradually, with the help of my kids and my husband, I found out, hey, we're not under no law at all. We're under... Commerce, military law. When you were born, the, the birth certificate at the day of your birth is registered with the Surgeon General under the U.S. Navy. You can check it out. They have you there. They give you a number, which they say when you're 16 is your, your number to work on. That's not true. They give it to you the day you were born, and that number stays with you. And that's the number they have all the, your trust funds under. You have a trust fund called SSTQV Trust that was done in 1666 and again in 1707. And if you check on your numbers, every single number that you have in your life has got money. Where do you think they're getting the money from? It's from your trust fund. Don't let anybody tell you any different. I know it's a fact. and I know the UCC does work. When I was about to leave the prison, they told me that they need to do my DNA because I'm a criminal. So I refused. By then I knew exactly what they were doing. So I refused to give it. They told me that uh, they will give it to I will have to give it to them if not they'll take it by force. So what I had learned over the years, I sat down and I wrote a nine page security agreement under the Uniform Commercial Code, sent it to my family, they typed it up and then mail it to the lady who wants to take my DNA. She took it when she saw what I had done. She said, I forged her signature and they call a judge in to try me that was three months before I left. When the judge came in, um, he saw this the nine pages security agreement, and in that security agreement, I told her exactly what I was going to do to her if she takes my DNA without my permission. So when the judge came in, uh, he said to me, "What is this?" And he kind of threw the paper on the on the table. I said to him at that time, I was never not afraid. I said to him whatever it says do you understand english because nine pages is in english he says i was arrogant i said no i says you read it and you will know what it's saying he told me he was going to be back in a week and when he comes back he's going to go over the papers and when he comes back if i have committed fraud and forged her signature that i will have another charge so I told him, okay, I will see you in a week. He came back the following week and he asked the warden to see me privately. They took me in, He took me in another room and he said to me, where did you learn this, this paperwork? I said, it was all the years I've been here. I'm trying to find out how they did this. Because when I read the papers, it was all to do with contracts. It was nothing to do with the law. It was just contract. So he told me that I'm sorry, but uh, you have not committed no fraud. And I had to take it to my superiors because I'd never seen paperwork like this before in all the time I've been coming into this prison, which is 20-something years. So I said, he said to me, "Um, how did you learn this stuff? I says, I told you. I spent my time every single waking day to find out how they did this. So he told me, he took it to his superiors and they want to know who I was and to tell me that I am on the right path and, and good luck. And he gave me a letter stating that I have not committed any crime or any fraud. Now, this is what I did. Because of the, uh, the UCC and I learned the stuff, what I did is I put her down as the debtor on this nine-page security agreement, every single thing she owns will be mine if she take my DNA without my permission. So the nine pages cover everything, my copyright, everything about the UCC. And at the last page of that document, I put on there her name down as the debtor in all block letters. And under that, I typed up debtor. So she claimed that I forged her signature because it was typed up in block letters and she was the debtor. And when she re- when they read the complete thing, they think, well, this doesn't sound that I'm committing fraud. Then under that, I put my name as creditor, high case and lower case. And I put creditor accepts a debtor's signature in according with the ucc and i put the numbers in and that was it that was what i did and that's what i teach my students you are not the debtor you have never been the debtor you are the creditor we are the one who supplies them with the finances and the goal and everything else so the, the judge was very, very nice. He gave me a letter stating that anyone wants to look, I can show them the letter that he did. And his, his boss, the people who he had to take it to, they thought that the first time they've ever seen an inmate did paperwork like that before. So I know the UCC does work.
1: I so shouldn't. so what do you say to people then who are down that common law route shall we say um do you feel yeah it sounds great but actually when you're actually enforced that in practice it just does not get the same attention obviously that ucc does as in getting a success rate via maybe the court system but like you often explain to me you don't want to be stepping inside the court if you can avoid it at all
2: no the thing is is no point going into you have to declare before you go into a court today that you are coming in under the uniform commercial code you're not coming in under no constitution law or common law the common law constitutional law does not exist and if people don't believe then that's fine i know it's a fact i know and i have been into court here and i have i went with students and we always win i have never lost yet going in under the uniform commercial code
1: brilliant and do they do they all know about it, say in the high up echelons, um, that this is there, or some try to remain ignorant to it and not kind of pretend that it doesn't exist or it doesn't work? I had a lot of people that said that try that for themselves and it didn't, but I know in your cases, you're a, you're a bloody no, global expert think, on this. It's
2: no, they they're gonna they're gonna scare you. They, the judge will tell you he doesn't know what you're talking about, but he lies. He does. He's lying to you. I went into court not so long ago with a friend that who was going through the council, they want her out. When I got there, no, before I got there, we sent the judge what you call an affidavit. Now under commerce, under the Uniform Commercial Code, the only thing that stands as truth is an affidavit and signing on the penalty of perjury. But they would not do that. The judge wouldn't do that and nobody else would do that. They know it will take them further. So I sent him for my friend an affidavit st- stating in the affidavit that I own the straw man in the now time. And I put under the the, the Q V Trust all the trust account we have in the affidavit. And I got a notary to notarize that she had seen or he had seen the ha- affidavit and we mail it to the judge. The day of the hearing, the counsel, a barrister with two girls came and they went in to see the judge. We, was, we were sitting outside listening. I heard the judge telling the barrister, I am not here in this case. That's what he said. Those were his exact words. Then he turned and says, the crown has advised me not to hear this case. So I am leaving. He left out the back door and never came back. The barrister came out and said to me, you are, your hearing is in that room over there where that lady is sitting. So I went up to the door and I said to the lady, are you a judge? And she said, yes. I said, um, do you have a note? Can I have a look please? She didn't have a note. So I told her, I said, you have a nice day because our judge has just left and he didn't hear the case and that was two years ago and we not have heard back from the council.
1: Brilliant. Speaking of of council, I'm not going to ask you the usual question. People ask you how do you go with council tax and all that. What I want to ask you is, and you've actually you brought it up only a few weeks ago on that talk you did in London. I thought it was quite uh, interesting and fully believable because I do do a lot of research with with stuff like your like yourself uh, with the bloodlines and different things as well and who, who rules the world, etc. But you mentioned obviously two of the main how will I say it, the two biggest problematic countries in our way are England and America. Mm-hmm. How how are england and america say the two most problematic countries and where does the council tax in england now how do you go but where does that money swander and go overseas and come back again where's the actual money going that people actually believe they're paying into the upkeep of this and that around the place
2: no the money is going to america i have the their sort code for the bank where the where the the council money that we're paying them is going So I tell my students, you write to the council and ask them for freedom of information. Why is my council tax money going to this account? With the sort code, with HMRC sort code as well. The HMRC is a private corporation. There's 26 branches in England. And when they look at your account and see that you have money in there, they find all kinds of stuff to say that you owe them. They're stealing from us and we need to wake up. We cannot let them do this to us. This is why my students I have all over the world, they can see things. They can see things now that it is true. You have a a vehicle that says you're not the owner.
3: Hmm. Didn't your
2: vehicle in England says you're not the owner?
1: You're you're just a a
2: registered keeper. (laughs) You're not necessarily the owner. I have documents to send to to the DVLA. To tell them about themselves and they need to sign on the penalty of perjury that i am not the owner for this vehicle they can never do that never they don't answer when you don't answer 14 days after who last leaves the battlefield in commerce wins
1: mm. yeah. that's
2: how it works
1: and i know when i done the course which as well you also mentioned that um you know, we, I mean, this is stuff I know, but I think what I knew, what I didn't know back then that I know now, I think it's good because people might not ask certain questions, but I think this is valuable as well, is that people, how will I say this was, well, what I want to go on to first, actually, oh, sorry, yeah, the actual electricity you spoke about, not how to get out of electricity or anything like that or the gas, I mean, that's another topic itself, well, but the fact you said the statement that we owned electricity, we owned the gas, we owned the roads, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Now, I've been telling people since exactly what you've been saying, and it's like a minefield. They said, but we can but there must be some clause. There must be something in it and they can't get their head yeah. around it. Can you explain to, to people in simple terms how we do owns the okay. gas electricity and they're double and triple dipping every time.
2: We own the highway too, the roads and everything else. But what they do is they take our money from the trust fund and they develop these technology. It is our money that developed it. Then... They turn around and put a meter on your home. The meter belongs to them. The electricity belongs to us. It is not theirs. They will send you a statement telling you that this is how much kilowatt you use. They lie. They can never tell you how much kilowatt you're in a big apartment complex. How do they know how much kilowatt these people are using? It is all lies. So I tell my students, You, there's electricity. Go on Amazon, buy an electric meter, call an electrician, take their meter out, put it in the corner of your yard, and put in your own meter. Connect it to the electricity. It belongs to you. It does not have something that goes around and around and around. It doesn't. And you write to them and you tell them, I no longer require your services, right? Now, on on the street, you can look, the gas truck is out there and it says on there, the technology is ours, but the gas is yours. (laughs) On their truck.
1: It's all in plain sight.
2: We never ever bother to look. Now, I I don't pay electricity. Why should I pay electricity? It is mine. Yeah. It is our money to develop all these things. Where you think these people get money to, to put... When when Mrs. What's-Her-Name was in there, she was telling people she's going to give the EU 300 million every month or whatever. Where you think she's getting it from? Not mm-hmm. from your taxes. No. She's getting it from all them numbers you have in your life, your marriage certificate, your everything, everything. Every number has money. Every number, yeah. You can check it. They have, and so, yes.
1: And in your personal situation, I would say you you pay. You obviously don't pay any tax in your labor. You pay nothing whatsoever. No. And there's no there's no hassle. There's no hounds waiting no. to get at you at the door.
2: No. No. <laughs> no. If you know what you're doing, they can't yeah. hassle you. You cannot be hassled. Now they send you. They have control. The banks have control over the q account that they lend you the mortgage. Your money, they're lending you. Let, let me tell you exactly how that works. Now, I have found out years ago that every single dime out of your bank account on the withdrawal side that you're buying stuff from January 1st to December 31st, every single dime you count it up, and at the end of the year, you file it with the IRS. And that's including if you have mortgage payments made out of there, everything that you paid, not on the column where you made your deposit on the other side. Now, at the end of the year, 31st of December, you call up the IRS and you get the 1099 original issue discount. You fill up the papers and you send it to the IRS. I did, and I've got my checks and I can show people Every single dime you spend, you're getting it back. Now, if if the mortgage money was theirs, why would they give it back to you? It's not the bank. The bank's supposed to tell you that this money came from your trust account, but they made you a renter for twenty years. So I get back every year that money. You can go back three years with the IRS. The IRS is British.
1: Yeah, most think they're American.
2: The HMRC is British and their corporations. They do not own nothing to do with anything. They come after you because they feel that you don't know and they can do this for you. So people should not let them. You should start studying this stuff. Look at mm. it. Look at the difference between you paying your electricity. They come in after you. A friend of mine from Ireland, Walter, he came to visit me in South America and he did the class. When Walter went back to Ireland, he took his meter out and he put it at the side of the the house and he installed his own meter. That was four years ago.
1: No comeback since.
2: You don't have to tell them, I am taking your meter out. You just have to tell them, I no longer require your services. That's
1: all. And BB, finally, because I don't want to hug the stage, I know more people want to get in with lots of questions as well. One final thing is, is um uh, the course, I know I've done which is said, it's an incredible course. People always ask the question and they knew I was coming on again tonight and they said, can you ask her this question? Because everybody wants, to, everybody's bombarded with templates and all sorts of letters and people are saying this and people are saying that. But they, they want to bring it down to the grassroots and go, okay, what is, I'm not going to ask you to go through all the steps because we don't have time now, but they can do your course if you want to find out the rest of that. But if, to start people on the scale with the financing um, statement, UCC 1-308, and the addendum. What pe- can you explain to people what I know what is? but can you explain to people in your terminology, obviously, what is the financing statement? How does this regain your strawman? And what is the addendum about as well?
2: Okay, it's out there. You, you, you Google the UCC 1 financing statement, and then you fill it up. You put the debtor in block letters, which is us, strawman in block letters, what they made. And then you, and, and the second, third paragraph, you put yourself down as secured party. So you become secured party. You own the straw man then once you file it in America with the UCC office. They file it. They have no problem filing it. On there, I teach the student to put all of debtors, assets, land, and personal property now owned and hereafter acquired. Wherever located in what part of the world you have it, they cannot touch it once you've done your UCC one. They can't. And the addendum, if you have, then you put yourself down a secured party. The top is the debtor. The second paragraph is secured party. You bracket your postcode because it is a military code. All our postcodes are military. If you bracket it, it does not exist on the paper. Okay, So the UCC-1 is what you file. I gave them all the paperwork, the security agreement on the UCC-1, and I told them where to file it. Within a day or two, it comes back by email. They charge, I think, 30 U.S. dollars. I have students all over the world, Australia, New Zealand, um, Egypt, everywhere, and they file it because America and England is the same country people think i'm people think i'm crazy i tell you in america every single attorney and judge is british esquire british esquire and the constitution says no title of nobility shall be given to any american by any king prince or foreign state but they're all esquires there isn't you cannot practice unless you're an esquire now why America is supposed to be a country by itself. They have 52 states. So what happened is when they file bankruptcy, they, the 52 states become subsidiaries for their cooperation. Okay, so now they have 52 states and 52 republics. Okay, now when I was locked up, I just quickly want to tell you this. When I was locked up and I came here, I was due to have my pension. They gave me the first year. The second year, shortly after they wrote me a letter and says, do I want it in a lump sum or every month? I said in the lump sum. I got a letter back from them stating that they cannot give me the second year. Now, they gave me the first year. They cannot give me the second year because I was locked up in America and they have an agreement with America where they don't have to pay me pension. Now, that is quite bizarre because I got the first year. So I wrote to them and I told them, I want my pension. I says, I never lived in the United States of America. I lived in the Republic of Florida. The United States of America is a corporation that versus me. It's supposed to be the Republic of Florida versus BB Backus. So I told them in my letter and I want my money. I never give you permission to sign my funds over to America. They wrote me back. I swear to God, they wrote me back and told me they have never heard what I have to say in this letter. And they're sending it to the United States embassy. That's what they told me. I have all my mail. Now, when they told me that, I said, okay, you can send it there because I never lived in 14 square miles of Washington, D.C., and I never give you permission to use my hard-earned tax money to go give it to them. I need to see the contract, contract law. One week later, Chris, someone dropped an envelope in my door, and there was my check.
1: Amazing. Nobody
2: said, there was no word, no nothing, just the yeah. check with my money.
1: Amazing. BB, it's always a pleasure talking to you. I know we can yeah. stay talking from chatting for hours. I'll give it over to the buyers. I'll give it over to Roy.
2: That's fine.
1: Thanks, Chris. Hi, Bibi.
2: Hi, dear. Uh,
1: I think I
0: have a a bit of a different case to the rest of them because I've had over a hundred court cases. I lost all my properties in Ireland and in Poland. And because I had lost all my money, I was representing myself. And when I got an affidavit, I had to ask somebody, what's an affidavit? I didn't know what it was. So when I found out what to do, I basically wrote, I think it was 49 points and they had a a barrister representing the bank. They could never respond to my affidavit. So it just kept getting kicked around. And in the end, every case that I witnessed, because in Ireland, I think it's similar in the UK, there's no like plaintiff defendant and just a judge. It was like, like 50 to 150 barristers there just representing the banks and everybody was losing. Like there was, sometimes there was people there, you know, trying to represent themselves, having a piece of paper, shaking. And the judge, like one woman said, oh, my husband died of cancer through distress. Judge says, oh, I'm sorry about that. Bang, ruled in favor of the bank. Every single person ruled in favor of the bank. Another person, they said, KPNG, done an audit. He had overcharged me 15,000 interest. When was that? It was like two, three years ago. Oh, should have done it then. Bang, ruled in favor of the of the banks, plus interest, plus penalties. And I was eight times, and it's the high court. I was eight times in the thing, and I was convinced I was going to win, because one judge, it was changing judges all the time. One judge says, why are you bringing him over for this? Offered, uh, said, you have to pay him €1,400 Euro travel expenses. So I thought I was going to win, and I knew on the day of the judge that I wasn't going to. So... I I lost and I checked to appeal, and if I appealed, I won on the interest and the penalties. If I appealed, it opened up the whole book again. So it was like 65,000 versus maybe half a million. So then I wanted to go to the EU, and basically I was told, you have to appeal before you can take the case to the EU. I know they've sold my properties without even getting information about it. I know they they done vulture funds and I'm just kind of wondering how is there a way I can get them back on that cuz th- it's not just me. This has been done to millions of people around the world. I but know. in Ireland they have there's like so much homelessness. Chris would be aware of that that we have never witnessed. And I'm just wondering is there a way we can get these gangsters?
2: Yes. If all of you get together and go under the right law, you can because they know you didn't know. Now, when you go into the court with them, if you don't uh, declare what you're coming under, not common law, not, not, uh, not constitutional law, not common law. It's the law of the land, which is the uniform commercial code. And if you don't tell the judge that, he, wouldn't have, he knows that you don't have no idea. And, now, and they have a very, very good way of telling people you're not allowed to appeal. They don't give you reason to appeal because you went under the wrong law. So he tells you, so what you guys need to do is all of you need to get together, hundreds of you, and go out there and tell them about themselves. You need to get back into court and get your properties back. You have to. If you don't and you go by yourself, you're not going to win. It says you cannot go into one into court under one jurisdiction and try it under another. I have paperwork that tells you you cannot do this. And the judge usually say to you, oh, when he done make the decision, oh, you, can, I'm going to appeal. No, you have no right to appeal. That's what they tell you. You are on the... Go under the Uniform Commercial Code. That's what we're sailing under. They know, the HMRC and all these people, the banks, right? The banks are major things. You see, I do not, since I get to know and learn this stuff, I do not write them, dear judge, no. I, I say to them in my letter, what the hell do you think you're doing? That kind of way I write. I, I got something from, from the minister of whatever social care. I got a letter uh, three weeks ago stating that I owe £2,400 for staying at the Renaissance at, the, at Heathrow when I got back in here. I sent him the letter and I told him to go to hell. I did. I said, You're sending me this to pay this money. And you're the one who is giving us this COVID. So you know what you can do? You can go to hell and take it and stick it up where you know where. <laughs> no, you don't. You can't be nice to these people. Yeah, yeah. You have to tell them what they are.
0: And like because, you know, you're talking I, I know you mentioned Egypt and a few other countries because I'm, I'm Irish, but I'm living in Poland. And what, what I noticed is with the corruption here, it's unbelievable. I mean, I've seen uh, bailiffs basically bribing people to take properties in the room. They've, you know, it, 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 they do so many sneaky tricks. But what 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 happens and it's been happening me for all the different businesses that I've had and I talked like how oh, is this happening you know you're just when you're honest and straight and hardworking just like you were and you're being attacked left right and center is like there's something seriously wrong here what they do is they they have these bills that they don't bill you and then they come along just on the last day that they can and they go oh you owe us this plus interest plus penalty and then it just goes through and then it goes to the um like if you don't collect the letter, by the second time, they process it. And then as soon as they process it, no matter what you try, they send it to the bailiffs. And the bailiffs go to the bank. Your money's just whipped out of your account. And that's because when I was okay. going through, the, yeah.
2: Yeah. There's a way of signing on your account at the bank. You go in there tomorrow and you sign by order of your name, Roy, in all block letters and your last name. Right. And then you sign by Roy. High case, low case, authorized representative. You now become authorized representative for the name they have. They have you under your straw man. So you sign by order of Roy and put your last name, all block letters then, right? And then you put by Roy, your proper name, high case, low case authorized representative in the bank they can nobody can go in your account and take your money the bank is responsible
0: okay
2: right go and sign like that and if they tell you anything tell them this is i want to resign my contract with you okay okay sign that way they cannot go in there and take your money
0: i have another one now which is kind of it's relevant to me but i mean it might happen somebody else I have a criminal case now against me because we bought tenement houses, me and another guy. Tenants weren't paying and basically water got cut off because we didn't have the money to pay the water. Tenants are just living there free and they've taken a criminal case against me. And I'm currently, I'm after 10 cases with this and I have to go again, I think, next week. And, you know, just obviously I didn't you know know anything about this. When you're midstream, can you actually...
2: So you guys have to wake up. You have to get together. You ha- we have to get together. We have to be a large amount of people because we don't. We, we just do our own thing, think we're going to go to court and win. We're not going to win. I went with the ba- I went with a young girl with the bailiffs as well. And I told the judge, I says, they're thugs. I told the judge just that. I says, we're suing them for 5000 By then, that, that time it was 5000 I said to the judge, I said, they haven't done their, their, the rules of the bailiff. So I, I labeled it all, and I gave it to the judge. I said, they're thugs. They come, and they bully people, and they take away their vehicle. 1,700 tons, she's supposed to pay to get it back. Then she got it back. Then when we went to court, I said to the judge, we sued him for 5000 So the judge asked the, the bailiff, have you... Um, done these rules that this, these people are saying, and the, he said he was on vacation, and he didn't know anything about it. I said, he's lying. This was going on since December. This is June. That's what I told the judge. He is a liar. So the judge sent us outside to settle the case. When we got out there, he said to the youngster, I will give you back the 1700 you spent. I said to her, let's go see the judge. He says, okay, I'll give you 4,000. I said it was 5,000 we want. Then he says, he will give us the 5,000 if on one condition. I says, I'm not here to make conditions. I says, anyway, what is the condition? Oh, he says, don't tell anyone you won. I says, when I finish with you, I'm going out there and I'm going to tell every person I see in the street. And that was. Equita bailiff, you have to enforce your rights because they're gonna do it to you anyway. Exactly. You understand? They're gonna do it to you.
0: And like just finally before I pass you on to Steve, with with the signatures, because you know you mentioned with the bank there, but you know, I'm like I'm after reading a lot of books to be honest. I, I think I'm more confused now than I ever was. Um like, what way do you? what's the proper way to put my signature? And should I be putting my thumbprint with red ink? Or is that all Codswallop? Or what's the proper way that I should be doing it?
2: No, you don't have to thumbprint nothing. Just go in, in there and sign by order of name and high case. You see, signature, right? And then you just get him out.
0: Well, we know she'll be back. So...
3: <laughs> so. I suppose she, was, she clicked yeah. the wrong. She clicked the wrong thing, I guess.
1: I think so. Yeah.
4: <laughs> but Roy, tell us more about what you were doing.
0: Yeah. Well, when I actually with with this uh, tenement house, basically I was attacked from all directions. So I I went to k- uh, court to have evictions because tenants weren't paying me, and. Basically, we would get the eviction, but the city then is to provide accommodation because obviously you don't want nobody to be made homeless. I mean, that's not the type of thing that we nobody wants to see. But the city says we don't have any accommodation, which is a lie because they've renovated loads of buildings and they're just lying empty for whatever reason. I've seen ones that are four years, perfect, beautiful buildings with, I don't know, probably 50 to 100 in one building and just empty. So they say they don't have accommodation, so you have to keep them and they'll pay you. They don't pay you, so then you have to sue them. And you can't, you know, if you've got 13 units or 15 units in a block, you can't come along and just sue it as a thing. You have to sue them individually, so you have to pay the, the court fee, you have to pay the solicitor up front, and do each one individually. And once I started doing that, I was attacked from left, right, and center. The police, the kind of I suppose, the cleaning police coming along, oh, the weeds are there, oh, there's rubbish, there's bottles. You know, you've you've alcoholics, they're throwing their bottles, you're responsible, you're getting all these fines. Technical inspectors, oh, there's a problem with, with, with your building. And I was losing so much money. I, I was in the courts loads of times trying to defend myself. And basically, the judge at one stage said, oh, we need to check, get an engineer to see that the payments weren't too high. And at the time, they were paying about one euro. Per meter squared, and I was like, "You don't need an engineer. You know that." That, and we had to pay for that. And there's a few times during the cases that I just screamed at the judges. I just lost the plot, and they put their head down and they just done that. I just said this. So, and it was the fact that I had ten plus developers that I was looking after, and every single one of them, and others that I came across, left which because they wanted to renovate the city, and they all were losing money because of the corruption. And the city employ the best solicitors. They have the best systems to make sure that nobody gets the money. And then, and like, if you have a mortgage on one of these buildings, they just come in and say, thanks very much and take it over. And it is rotten to the core. She's back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She don't know who it is. (laughs) Okay. Who's on? Think yeah, I, I think we were
0: yeah, I, I don't know. Did we you, finish what 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 sorry, was you, were, that? you were
1: just um you were just finishing up, BB on basically I think you were going to go into Roy was talking about the signature, but I, I take it you were going to go in about the autograph instead of the signature. That's where you just left off.
2: Yes, okay. There is a difference. Your signature is on the corporate, your autograph is the real person. You don't go up to a movie star and say, Can I have your signature? You say, Can I have your autograph? When, you, when they're asked, the banks and everybody else, they're asking for signature because signature is the thing that gives them access to the money, the straw man's money, your money. So that's why when you go in there, you sign by order off. So the straw man is giving you permission to, to use his or her name in all block letters. It's now yours. They don't have to know you didn't file your UCC1. Okay. And,
0: and like, uh, say in Poland, when you're collecting this post and everything, now they have an electronic system that I believe goes back to the courts and they basically say, yeah, sign it and date it on this electronic thing, so.
2: Okay, no. That's money laundering. When they put the Franken on top of your envelope, little black, Thing saying it's paid. That is money laundering. And I have paperwork to ask the, the post staff postmaster general, send the letter back to them and let them send them back to the person who gave it to you. I, that is but, fraud.
0: But I understand with the, the the paper envelope, but this is actually it's just say you miss the postman and you have to go and collect, and sometimes they don't even give it to you, they just get the document that you're going. They have this electronic device that basically you sign with an electronic pen, like they're saying, put your date and your signature. So you just say, like, because they won't give you whatever, well, I mean, not that you want
2: it. You don't want it. Tell them to keep it.
0: But unfortunately, the law in Poland is if you don't collect something twice, it's it's granted. They said, yeah, you have accepted it, even if you haven't.
2: Yeah, they see. That is so much fraud that's Mm -hmm. being dished out and we're letting them. We need to make noise. You do.
0: Well, we are. We we're doing the Awakening away. podcast and we're screaming. <laughs> yeah.
2: You do. You cannot let them get away with it.
0: Okay.
2: No, okay. Thank you very
0: much. Thank you very much. Maybe I'll pass you on to Steve.
3: Oh, wow. Evie, thanks for being here. I am American, so I have a bunch of questions all in one. I've studied this, but not to the extent. I know you have to really put a lot of time in to be effective at this. So my general question is, as an American, you know, I have a mortgage, I have a bank account, a social security number, I'm paid by a corporation. If I file UCC-1 today, do I lose my job? Do I still have a social security number? Do I still have a bank account?
2: You don't lose anything, Steve, because you do not put your social security number on your UCC-1. And I have hundreds and hundreds of Americans who have filed their UCC-1. Okay.
3: You don't so lose then,
2: nothing, nothing whatsoever. That is your right.
3: Yeah. So there's an aspect to all this that you want to become, you want to vacate your birth certificate and become sovereign so that you, so that a judge has no jurisdiction and can't really hear any case of a corporation of my dead straw man. Right, so n- meaning yeah. the living man is the guy with the constitutional rights. This is how I understood it until you said you're kind of saying you want to you want to use UCC law to your advantage. That's pretty much where you're coming from, yes. Yes. And so my my question is, do you need to become sovereign? Does does filing a UCC one mean you're no, wait, sovereign?
2: Wait a second, you are a sovereign, Steve. Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, do you can you have one foot in the matrix as a as a straw man and one foot as a living man?
2: No, you're a living man through and through. Okay. Okay. Now but- with the UCC one financing statement, right? Once that is filed, I teach the students to rescind their signatures, non-pro tanto, from the beginning of time you've been signing to that time all your signatures have been rescinded and you send it the a whole bunch of people I have on that list, including the president. Then I give them a whole harmless and indemnity agreement. I indemnify you against them and, and your straw man. You see, the judges indemnify themselves every time they sit on that bench.
3: Okay, so if I if I yeah. file UCC 101 or 1-308, um and i'm still working at a corporation i still have a mortgage i still have a chase bank account can i yeah yes. can i go to the irs and say give me all the money i paid for the last 30 years in taxes
2: you go to the irs you fill up your form and you give it to them you can do whatever the people are afraid to file the ucc papers i give them power of attorney from the from the straw man i give them Whole Harmless and Indemnity Agreement. I give them paperwork, non corporate status. You're not the corporation. There's there's quite a lot of paperwork that I give to the students and they file it. And when they file the UCC-1, they take their papers, the rest of the papers with the UCC-1, and they go and they file it in the local county court.
3: Okay, so what's the first thing? I know. I know you have to put the time in and take the course. You can't just dabble in this. I understand that. So, no. how many is vacating your birth certificate the same thing as filing a UCC one three hundred eight?
2: No, you're not vacating nothing. The birth certificate belongs to you, and I have I have paperwork, of birth certificates from some friends from Scotland, who sent me with the S D Q V trust at the top of their birth certificate and the queen signed off on it.
3: But this is interesting because the stuff I've learned is all about killing your straw man. Like the all capital letters, you never represent yourself as all capital letters. You never, you know, you don't even say your name, you know, your colon Steve, colon Fier, you know.
2: No, the people make it very complicated. It's not. the All block letters name is yours. It is your property. It is I not see. your name. So it's you take property ownership
3: property. of the straw man. Of
2: your property, yes. Yes.
3: So why you now, with everything property. that's going on, why why can't... If people are personally liable, is there, is there a way to, you know, make certain people liable for the things they're doing in terms of the mandates they're giving illegally? And no.
2: <clears throat> You're not liable for anything people the word people is a corporation it's a set yeah. of people together
3: well i'm talking about politicians who are mandating really unfair things is there a way to hold them accountable through this technique
2: of course there is of course there is you you do you see like if um i have i have a paperwork that i give the students you have your house you want to put an extension you have to go get a license no You don't have to. The paperwork says you don't have to. There's nothing they can do to you. Now, the IRS in America, what they do, they use your resident. They use your your home as a resident. You don't tell people I'm going to resident. You tell people I'm going home. The words are different. Now, a resident is a place of business. The IRS write to you at your residence because they cannot tax your labor. So they make it, they do stuff for their benefit. Now, when I found that out years ago, I wrote, they sent me the paperwork to fill up my my taxes. And it says, my name and my middle initial. Oh, another thing is initial is not, uh, is corporate. Always use your middle name. Don't use initial. So I wrote to the IRS. I said I sent it back, and I said, I'm sorry, but uh, you have made a mistake. I do not live in a residence, and I do not have an initial when I was born. I have
3: a so minute. when can I ask a question? When you wrote them, did you write in all capital letters as your straw man, or did you write as a living woman?
2: I I just wrote exactly how they send the paperwork with my name on it, which what they did is they put all caps. I also told them. That is not how my name is spelled. My name never got spelled, or my, and it is my property. Now, when I wrote to them and I told them to change it and please return it, then I will fill it in. Never heard back from them. That was 2011.
3: Hmm. So do you drive a car that's registered and has license plates? And Yes. Okay.
2: It is mine. It is not a DVLA.
3: But do you pay the, like in America, you pay the Department of Motor Vehicle?
2: No. No. Why do you have to pay them? It's not their car. Plus, you can get marine insurance. I think uh, I I spoke to Chris on that. There's a marine Mm -hmm. insurance for one million pounds that will cover all your insurances
3: Mm and benefits. Okay. So I have a question. My mom is 90 and, you know, she has goes to doctors and dentists and, you know, you get bills. She has an Amex that I, I pay all these bills. So my point is she's never filed a UCC 101. She's, you know, been all well, she's been is her straw man and her living woman. So is there a way to send back an American Express bill without filing a UCC 101 to to have them basically say, okay, you don't, Oh, the money like you write on a 45 degree angle, accepted for value and this kind of thing.
2: Yes, you can put the line through it, accept it for value, exempt from levy and send it back to them.
3: So that's so my mom wouldn't need to do anything, not follow UCC one. No, no, no. You're the and
2: one. What who's would happen the with that? You're the one who's so, paying the bills.
3: So the credit card company would say, OK, you don't have to pay the money.
2: Tell them you're not paying. How can they lend you their credit?
3: Yeah, I understand that, but my point is I know there's a way to get there, but it just seems so complicated, but I'm saying could my mother just take her bill right on this certain that thing on an angle and send it in, send it It back?
2: It was paid. All those bills were paid already. Out of her trust. Double dipping, yes.
3: So the CEST... The CES CQ trust is really what you're tapping into, and it's it is it,
2: yours. You've got yeah. millions, hundreds and but hundreds can, of millions.
3: But in yeah. terms of steps to get there, you do have to file UCC one three hundred eight with this with the Treasury, of the Secretary. Is that right?
2: Yes, you file and you take back your straw man from them. That's all you're doing. With everything, does that else, raise red flags to?
3: I mean, will you have the, you know, men in black at your door and.
2: (laughs) I think you watch too many movies.
3: Yeah. This is all we do. So, So, well, I guess I just figured once you did that, you, your, your social security number would become null and void. Meaning if you're in the system and you don't really want to come out, does filing the UCC 101 cause trouble?
2: No, it's not. the (laughs) Trust me. Four years I've been teaching this. And nobody's ever got back anything, says they took my social security number. I know the UCC office says don't put your social security number on your UCC one.
3: Okay. So is this in the same line as your birth certificate creates you as a vessel that's lost at sea and you're subject to maritime law in a court? And a court is a a, a ship in dry dock. And essentially, the way I always understood this was you really... You're 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 being treated because of your birth certificate as a corporation under I guess statutes and codes of UCC law, but again, like I said before, you're treated as a vessel lost at sea. And the idea was to get at to get out of this um, sort of corporate co- contract law was to represent yourself as a living man and not and not give any credence to the straw man. The straw man
2: uh, so, is no. The straw man is yours. You don't take it back, you wouldn't gain anything. You have to take it back. And you have to call yourself a secured party. My three pages of copyright telling them what you're gonna do to them. You can take them for a non-judicial foreclosure.
3: So you can walk into it, you could walk into a court after you've reclaimed your straw man. Because I have I, always heard, don't even walk in the court because you're basically contracting just by walking inside the courtroom.
2: Okay. you walk walking into a court. You need to make your statement that you're coming under the uniform commercial code. You're not coming under any other law but shipping. That's Okay. What Is know.
3: admiralty law UCC law? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So what would be the first step? Uh, The first step is
2: if they send you a letter, you write to the judge and you tell him, I'm sorry, but I will be coming in into your courtroom, um, not your courtroom, your business center. I will be coming into your business center under commerce because you are not under the common law. So this is how I'm coming in there. And if you don't want to go, you write to the judge and says, I'm sorry, but I do, I do not uh, come into your business center unless you're a proper court under the Uniform Commercial Code. They okay, like so,
3: so my brother during this whole manufactured emergency has creditors coming after him because his business was shut down because it wasn't considered essential. So he's got mortgages. So he signed contracts as a straw man. He hasn't claimed his straw man. But is there any way to if you get a registered letter in the mail and you haven't filed the UCC 1-308, is there any way he can defuse the attack that they're coming after his collateral? Even though he and he signed a contract, you know, years ago, but they're coming after his property. So so do you have power unless do you need to file the UCC 1-308 to have any power to 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 neutralize? the attacks on the collateral.
2: No, you don't have to have the power. You have to know about the UCC and you know exactly what you have to do because it doesn't make you, um, because you you didn't file or you file. Once they come in after you, you need to know what they're doing because they they don't own nothing. They didn't give you nothing. They didn't lend you any money. They need to prove that they lend you funds. We don't have any money at this time. We have paper. Which is useless. Under the United States Code 165 G, it says the Federal Reserve notes is worthless securities.
3: Mm, I get that. I'm just saying this is a real life example. My brothers, you know, they're the business he
2: owe them nothing. He doesn't yeah, owe them. Yeah, but his so
3: his personal home is collateral for the business. Do you understand? They're coming yeah. after his home.
2: Okay. So why don't he go see the, the, the um the bank and tell the bank? You would like to see where the money came from that they loaned him. I have a formula on, on a, that shows I'm asking them for three generation of the funds. Where did it come from? There was no money. It was just papers they write and give your brother. Three generation of the funds. Where did it come from? We want to see. We don't want to see you tell us, oh, this is who who owns the bank. You don't know. When you go in there for money, there's no money. None whatsoever. It's just pieces of paper they're handing out to you. And they're coming after your property. That's all they want. They don't care for the payment.
3: Well, so is there another could he do this as well? Could he can, could he do something with a loyal on his property now, even though there's a he hasn't done it yet?
2: He can do a loyal title, yes. You see, the Jews have a loyal title and they don't tell us the queen have a loyal title your car has got a loyal title because it's yours okay so a loyal title is what we need
3: so how do I mean, you how yeah, do you create a loyal title for... i have
2: a formula that i hand out to the students gotcha. okay and they get their they apply for their loyal title it's very very easy in america
3: what that's if your it. house is mortgage? Can you still get a loyal if you have a mortgage on your home?
2: Yes. You the mortgage, need... the, the house that's mortgage, has they didn't lend you no money.
3: Oh, I know. Your signature created the money. I get that. I understand they, that.
2: They didn't lend you. And no, it didn't create no money. There's no money. It's yeah. I,
3: it, yeah. It created a go, debt. Yes. That, you
2: go to yeah. the bank and you say when you get to the bank, a hundred of you... Go in the morning and everybody's withdrawing. Nobody's depositing.
3: Yeah. By don't, twelve o'clock
2: the la- they'll be closed.
3: Yeah. Now all this is very interesting. I just one real quick question. It's if the, I always wonder how banks can go out of business because of bad loans if they don't really if if it's all pantomime. My point is, how can a bank go out of business from bad loans if if the money that you know, I owe they never lent me the money. They didn't like take money out of their bank to give me. So my point is they they were never out of the money. It became, you know, so it's an it's an odd thing when you think your signature creates the debt. And okay. so I mean banks go out of banks do go out of business because of loans that aren't being paid back.
2: That's not true. How can they go out of business of loans that's not being paid back when it was never given?
3: Well, I don't know. The banks but.
2: don't go out of business. Trust me.
3: No. Well, <laughs> I've seen some banks go out of business, so shut down. But
2: yeah, they keep telling you that, but that's not yeah.
3: true. It's so not I true. mean, because of time, and we have twenty-five more minutes, I'm going to pass you on. But thank you for those. Thank you for answering those questions.
2: I am sorry, guys, but I might have to leave shortly.
3: Okay. So I'll pass you to Mary real quick. Sorry. Okay.
2: Thanks, Bibi. Um I was going to ask about the allodial title also.
4: So it sounds like there's a process you can you can get that and then once you get that then you don't have to pay any property taxes? No. No.
2: Because the land belongs to you.
4: Okay. And do you need to first file the UCC1 before you go about getting the no. title?
2: No. Just go ahead and file your allodial title.
0: Okay. But and don't tell
2: them. Don't tell them what you're doing, especially the land registry. Just as, oh, I'm just trying to find out some stuff on my property because they're all in bed together. I see. And I know, you know, you were in, in real estate also.
4: Do you ever hold any properties in land trust too, or is it just the alloyal title that's the best? No,
2: just the Alloidal title. Okay.
4: And is the UCC one when you file that? Is that the same as reclaiming your sovereignty? And you said we're already sovereign, but is that the that's like reclaiming, re- reclaiming your
2: straw man? Straw man. Okay. letter's name, yes. Okay. Okay. And um, oh, do you have to go? Yeah, I'm sorry. My husband is not well, and he's in the hospital. So All
1: right, right. No, no hassle, baby. Um, so
2: maybe another another day.
1: Yeah, thank no you. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Sorry. Thanks very much for your time. As it was tonight, anyway, Bibi it was totally enjoyable. And um, yeah, we will speak to you soon. And um, okay. yeah, I
2: hope. Yeah, I hope you guys follow what I tell you and just start looking at it that way. Yeah. Okay. B- thank you, you
4: Bibi. Bibi, thanks, Bibi. when Bibi leaves, you could tell the audience where to get get in touch with Bibi. Okay. So, okay. though. No. All right.
1: Sure. All Thank right. You, Thank you. Thanks again, Bibi. Speak to you soon. Right. Cheers. Okay,
4: guys. All the best. Take thanks care. so much. See you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. So, Chris, can you tell the because you know where to get the course to register for Bibi's course, and I yeah. know you've been studying uh, with her. So maybe a few you can still share what your experience with her that might yeah. be beneficial for the audience for the viewer
1: yeah i mean she doesn't have a website it's it's the new new earth university is um over in south america is where the course is done so i mean you can just type in new earth university it'll come up and um yeah her strongman course is on that I say i've done it myself uh, at the start of the year it's a um, brilliant course it's a five-week course but when i say a five week it's it's one day online per week over a five-day period there is tons of information in it um there's lots of documentation lots of templates she gives out you know she really does go through the whole thing in in fine detail and you do get um you know an opportunity to ask questions obviously there is more people on the course as well so you'll only get a set limited time to ask what you want to get but what i found is by the time it actually gets around to your turn most people are thinking along the same lines, so they've kind of already asked the question that you've going to ask when it was your opportunity so the questions do get answered as well as to what you want to know on that as well i don't know when she has a next date or if it's up at the moment if it's on the new York university at at the minute but yeah i think there's one or two maybe a year she does um they're not consistently i know she takes a break from from time to time and she's also doing a a book at the moment um so she's doing that with sasha is helping her with the book at the moment. Um, so yeah looking forward to when that does come out I don't know I don't know if she knows an exact date yet to be finalized but it is supposed to be very soon from what I know of that itself
4: Chris I have one question for you that might be helpful also for others because you know others have been you know studying common law and then I hear about PMA private membership and of course this one what may how how did you decide that this is what you're going to follow through
1: um, it was kind of a case of going down the rabbit hole last year, wasn't sure what I was gonna find, came across BB's work and in that field the UCC, she's the only she's the only person I know um that's doing it to that kind of a high level and in depth. There's other people that are doing the UCC and I've come across them, but they're not grinding it down in layman's terms like like BBs or doing the proper templates that you have to that she will give you when you do the course and stuff with her. Um, so I also wanted to go down that rabbit hole, but didn't want to leave any stone unturned because I'm always curious about stuff. So I eventually into the, you know, like we touched on a small bit common law and other episodes as well. So I wanted to basically go down different avenues because I don't know anyone, be it common law or anything like that, that got it initially the first go and said hey this is it this is the path for me and, and I'm, I'm not going to look at any other paths that people are talking about so i always look down other paths as well to kind of see so if it does come about and people are saying oh this is the right one or this is the wrong one i can say well i've actually delved down that area myself i know what you're talking about but it actually doesn't really materialize in the real world itself so um yeah it is um like it's powerful stuff what she's what she's talking about like we mentioned earlier some of the, the common loss people kind of might say it's slightly different to what it is maybe that's just down to they haven't went down the rabbit hole uh, far enough on the whole topic itself um but like like steve mentioned earlier you can't just kind of wing it or dabble in it for a day or two or over a crash course weekend and think, hey i know everything about this now because you know bbs says she she done eight years in in prison but she got out i think it was just after seven years or seven years and a few months. But it took her at least, like as she mentioned, not every Christmas, birthday, everything in between, night and day. That's all she was studying, and it took her the best part of about five years inside that to digest it all and to get to the stage where you know she is today. So, like she rightfully said, the the question that comes up as well is, well, what's the best book in UCC to get? Which one do I go for? Can you give me a recommendation? I can't really. I'm not sure if BB can either, because there's so many books on it. You would spend years getting through the whole. Catalog of them, and not, and you'd probably, as Roy mentioned there, you'd probably be as confused as ever trying to follow as to so which, which is which, <laughs> as Roy goes through lots of there at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and still and, uh, counting.
4: Yes, and yes, it is New Earth University. Is it .dot com? I forgot, but it's you know it's connected
1: I'm not to. Sure if it's, it's connected to Sasha Stone, yeah, um, for sure. Yes. So I'm not sure if camembers right. .org or .com, but yeah, you will find it. Um, and yeah, BB Back is the strawman course, and whenever they have a next date, I mean, yeah, go for it. As as the old saying goes, places are limited, um, and you don't want a whole lot of people on the course, so it is it is good. I know a few people after I done it, they were they found out a bit later, they were sorry they didn't get onto it, so. They're obviously looking for dates as well when the next one does come up. So, yeah, and she's extremely busy, knowledgeable, powerful woman. You know, I take my hat off to her. It's incredible the work um, that she has been doing and is still doing to this day at her age. It's just phenomenal. So, um yeah, I mean, yeah, she answered a lot of questions tonight on, on what was there. But I know there's just so much areas to go into. There's so much paperwork. It is confusing for a lot of people as well, and especially with that, that UCC1 financing statement. I went through it myself the process and people think oh it was a massive process i'll never be able to have this and it goes on and on forever it's actually quite a very simple straightforward process you can do it as i say via washington you can do it the postal system way and it can take a few weeks depending on where you're from and all that if you're in america it's not so bad but there's also the digital system you can do it as well and you can get a response within sometimes within 24 to 48 hours Um, you can get a response on it um, and you can literally go through the the boxes and stuff that are actually on it itself and if there's anyone there that needed a bit of help on some things, I guess, yeah, I know you guys anyway, so it's so yeah, drop me a line or whichever. Did, and, Chris, and, did you secure your straw man? You can secure, yeah, secure the straw man. That's honest. That hide that block letters, as yeah. as we we'll said. No, say, but yeah. were you able to, yeah, you, you can secure it, yeah. And so
3: how, and do you know, how do you know once you've secured it?
1: You, you, well, it basically tells you, it doesn't go. Like other places, you send all these applications, these forms, and you're waiting on, well, are they going to send me back any receipt or documentation or what it is? You actually get back from the, I think it's the the Department of Licensing, I can't remember the exact name in Washington. So they actually send it back to say, yes, we've acknowledged this. We've done this. This is the process. So you kind of have like a little, say, hey, it's actually, it's worked this process. They acknowledge me and here I am on the whole system. It sounds like, like you said earlier, a lot of these people are trying to make it really complicated. And when you look at the process, and that's the first part of it, like as she said, she went into the, you know, the addendums, the whole harmless agreements, uh, the power of attorney, there's an affidavit, there's an affidavit a non-corporate status, there's a whole different lot of procedures and templates that you go through after that itself, but that's probably the most important one, and that's what she goes on day one, if you do the course, that's the very first one that she goes into on that itself, and then every kind of week after that, I mean, she goes for here in England as well, she does the DVLA, I can't remember you mentioned earlier what it's called in the, in the States, um, Steve? The, for the like the motor vehicle uh um, the
3: department of yeah. uh motor vehicle the dmv, the, DMV. the most dreaded place on the planet
1: <laughs> and it's dvla over here in england so all them is is done kind of step by step which is good because one day per week so it gives you that enough time as well to do some homework for yourself to you know get up to scratch from where you are um so when it comes into the next session next week you're kind of um a bit more clued in a bit up to date and if there's any questions unanswered you kind of get an answer the following week and what she also does which most other teachers shall we say don't do is when the course is finished a lot of people said Shit, is this going to be it now where do we go from here i'm just kind of left like what do i do she's actually very good she gives it at least four weeks afterwards of all the students can contact her by email and say hey look after doing the five weeks it's been a lot to take in i what on week three i forgot what i do here what's going on how do i get past this part i'm not quite sure what you meant on the template She's there to answer your questions for all those students for at least uh yeah four weeks or so afterwards, which a lot of places don't do. So don't think on week five shit Zoom call finished. What am I going to do now? Yeah. She is there to be contactable afterwards. Yeah, oh, Chris, if
3: she, oh sorry. Go on.
4: So do you know your QV trust already? How much?
1: No, I don't know my uh KV or assist QV. It's yeah, one million
4: you know why I asked? Because I met last um, last month. Or oh, was it this month? No, when I was away. There's this lady. I didn't know she's, she's talking about UCC. She knew she. this is what she's following. So actually, I sent her this link. You know, she's in all the way in the West. She knows. She already at that state. And she knows how much. And she's... Brilliant yeah a lot Brilliant. already, and she said, "I'm going to claim all that money, Grace, because I need to build up this business. So it's working. So I guess I want to tell the viewers that we're presenting all these different options because we're not we're not stuck to what we are born with like that that made us so confused, so it then it's up to each of us to really learn more and see.
1: Yeah. I mean right. it's up for us just to empower ourselves, um, go out there and kind of do it. And um, you know, as she rightfully said, the constitution, which you know. God bless the Americans and the two and zero and the call at a minute and all that. They, some people swear by the Constitution and, and you know all the amendments, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, as I often said as well, and many people said as well, we were never born into a Constitution that is completely lower, lower level down down the scale altogether. We were born with an rights. We were never born into a piece of paper in our arms and a Constitution that what they did a couple of hundred years ago the four quarters, etc., cetera, etc. So I know so many people latch onto that, and you know it works for a certain amount of people to say in certain case they have just they just nicked it over the line that worked. But uh, in the grand scheme of things, why you're born inalienable rights, why stick to this piece of paper, be it the Constitution, that you're not under? And she said, if you do go into a court case scenario, the judges won't recognize it. You're just going kind to of go pretty much want to give you your marching orders and kick you out of the court. So, yeah. But uh, as I say, like it's it's great. We've had, like, Bibi just on now. We've had, obviously, people like Christopher James and other people on with the common law and stuff of like that as well. And just say to people our viewers as well, is that it's just about, you know... Don't believe everything we say if you don't want to just go out there like i often say myself is just go out there and do your own research on this as well Is where because if you have enough interest and you're keen on something and you really feel strong about it you will actually go out there and do it and you'll find a way and yes don't worry it does get confusing at times because if everything was supposed to be so easy well nobody you know we'd all be doing it shall we say if it's bloody so easy but the biggest obstacle um in every everyone's face be it male or female across the world it's through this nonsense of a pandemic pandemic as well but outside of that way before that stuff as well as what we're talking about now as well is the one thing that gets in everybody's face night and day is is the four-letter word that word fear every time that stops you from taking that step forward you stop and you just you act you you contemplate yourself and the more you contemplate you always nearly draw yourself out of it and kind of say well I know they're right in what they're saying and I want to go do it because it's right and because everything is fraud and I can see that now, etc., etc. But then if I do it and step over that line, what are the consequences for me? So people think about too many consequences in their head and they go, well, actually, you know, what? I might just take a step back and just read a bit more about it mm-hmm. until you get the courage because you know the stuff is right. It's not, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, the stuff is extremely right in what, what, it, mm-hmm. uh, what it says itself but we're afraid. That's all that's wrong with us. We're afraid to step over the line and that's how they've mm-hmm. controlled people through, through centuries and centuries is simply through fear. And whatever analogy might be, be it 9 be it at the agendas, any topic we talk about, they're all controlled by fear simply every single time. So, yeah, just if we can stop being in fear, the power that w- the males and, and females have is absolutely incredible. But so many people go through their lives afraid to step into that, into their square, into their circle, to move move themselves forward. So, mm-hmm that's kind of what it is people you know there's so much information out there yes there's so much disinformation misinformation etc etc but um i would say you know i've known Bibi now since really since the start of the year i've talked to her quite a bit as well outside of uh podcasts and course and all that as well she's extremely knowledgeable extremely powerful in what she does and says and you know i mean the work stands for it for herself i know we needed more time to go into more stuff etc with her hopefully we can get her on another day as well but um yeah, it's just, just people simply go, and um, I know Steve had lots of questions with with the UCC stuff as well, and uh, it's probably a thing of you know it's right, and I know you know the whole yeah. thing is right, and the whole yeah. thing is fraud in the background, but yeah. you're in well, that no, kind of... You
3: know, yeah. I mean, there's no one, everyone who has this knowledge, no one comes out and says, I mean, Bibi does, but you can't just come out and simplify something so complicated, but there's still people yeah. who just never really tell you what's possible or you know, what, how your life will change or what, you know, I mean, most people are in the matrix and have a normal life. And, you know, Mm. so if they claim their UCC, what happens, you know, and there's no one who ever says what happens. Like it's a mixed bag. Like some people say you can't have a bank account, you know, some people you have to be totally sovereign. And, you know, so it's, it's still a mixed bag because it's still, there's still so much that's unknown. And uh, I don't know unless until you do it, but, yeah, uh,
1: and it's simply the you know we we'll sit there and contemplate and look at the paperwork, look at look at the template, listen back to the podcast, and go shit. Yeah, that that sounds right to me. But what stops you every time of filling out the paperwork and taking that chance to yeah. send it off is simple fear. That's it. There's no gun to yeah. your head. Like, well, I mean, what?
3: people don't even realize uh,
1: income taxes are voluntary. Hmm. Yeah, and there's no there's no law in the world that says even, there was a, you a CNBC.
3: Labor. Yeah, there's a CNBC. Um, well, the income tax. In 1913, was illegally instituted. Uh, so, mm. Amendment mm. Amendment uh, 16, I think it was. It was illegally passed. But my point is, it's a voluntary system, and people mm. don't know that. There's no law to, for income tax. Yeah. For if you have a business, you have to pay tax. Well, if you're, you know, most people don't. But at yeah. any rate, it's
1: so. stuff, but um,
3: yeah, yeah so
4: Roy, <laughs> you are Roy. You are very. You should be very hopeful now. You
0: know, I'm always hopeful. (laughs) That's that's why I keep fighting. I don't, nobody's going to beat me. Like, you know, they can keep slapping me left, right and center, but I keep getting up And uh, Yeah. There's a lot of people actually fighting this. And I think, you know, we've had different people on, and I I liked your question at the start, Chris, kind of compared because I'm, I'm looking at, you know, like said, judge, Anna von Reitz, and she's kind of going saying the Vatican and they're helping us, and all this. And then the other UCC book is basically saying that, uh, you know, the Pope Ratzinger or whatever is under a warrant for his arrest. And it's like they're not just total contradiction, but what I'm doing myself is I'm making all checklists and I'm doing the research, you know. So I've got the different books, and uh, like you might think, yeah, this is yeah, if it takes me two years, if it takes me four years, it took BB. You know because she was like, I mean, that's a lot of time continuously. But if you're able to get your money back and not pay tax and not pay property tax, not pay it's time worth investing. And there's a lot of us doing it, plus we'll get different people on. Next time we have uh Christopher James on, because I know he's getting good results as well. It's not that one isn't, but we'll say it to him, Why haven't you looked down that route? We'll get on other people, and I think of all the different guests we're getting you know, I think this is the one thing that I see as a saving grace because, I mean, I've looked at loads of different things and it is the one thing that's given me hope that we can actually, you know, make change through.
4: Yeah. So, Chris, my, my new friend, she, they have a regular group that they continue so that everyone could continue their progress. So, I guess that's what he's, she's also saying that if people come together, you know, eventually, because you all learn, Okay, I think we're gonna take the course also and then move on. Yeah, it's more the fear, but I think I'm okay now. I, I will still go through the fear. <laughs> so, what else yeah, is new? Yeah, what but they,
1: they they do these things like you know, they show you programs. It goes, Oh, this guy didn't pay his tax a bill last week of X amount of money, of course. And now, look at him. The judge threw him out straight away. He's after spending six months. In, in jail etc cetera, etc cetera. that's done obviously on purpose to put fear and distill fear back into the population make it as big a propaganda scheme on the media as possible via newspapers, television whatever it is so that the people kind of go in the background not any individual but kind of letting the rest of you know sheep that we don't let one let out with a pin because I mean, we're slaves to the system is the way they see it so no no master should we say wants to let a slave um, out of the pin because if they do that gate might slightly stay open a jar and more might travel out so they can't have that they're making too much money off the people um, to let anybody out of the whole system. So they're done. And then it puts fear back into people. They see there's, here in England, I think it's once a week. Um, I, I don't watch it, but I know it used to be on once a week. And where they show you bailiffs calling to the door uh, and mm-hmm. what can happen in different places of property and so on uh, across England. And of course, they show the, the bailiffs in this fantastic light and look at aren't they great boys? You know, they don't tell them they're bullies, of course. That's what they are. And, um, you know, and these people, you know, they're, they're corporations. They're individual corporations that I, I don't know any of them that work for a government that the government has sent them out. They're individual in their own individual private capacity corp- in, incorporated. And there they are calling to your house looking for X amount of money that was sold to the bank. And you're supposed to just hand over everything to them. Why? Because of fear. Um, You, you don't want to start things like, where's my way in signature? Where's the contract? Who are you at the end of the day? It, it, it goes on and on. People lose in every time because they buckle out of fear and they go and even if they if they have that slight bit of not fearing they don't know the right terminology they don't know the template they don't even know who they are simple as that like the old saying is like you know before you knew who you are you need to know who you're not first and once you know that then things slowly but surely will change but it's a bit of a process we can't just listen to five podcasts and go yeah that's amazing and (laughs) brush yourself down kind of go all right i know it now but yet you'll go to work the following day talk about it to the guys but nothing will be done about it so we're still not further down the line as it is, but like she said, it's yeah. All but see, the thing tactic.
3: is, when the bailiff comes to your house, they're they're trying to make you
1: agree that you're a corporation. Yeah, yeah. true. So, true bully you know, intimidation, fear tactics. So this all is where I'm bubble. like, if
3: you haven't claimed your straw man, the, the only thing you could do is just not say your name, not give them your identity. You know, not you know admit that you're, you know, the letter, the name in in all capital letters. But with BB's method, it's almost like you. You have control of that and you can be both.
1: Yeah. So she's she's looking at that um, you're, in simple terms, if you walked into a court in the morning and you didn't necessarily know who you were, say, if it goes back to the birth certificate and all that, you walk into court, say some, something simple like a, a car fine and the car fine is £300. They give you enough warnings to pay it. You eventually ended up in court. You turned up in court. Obviously, that was a bit of a blunder in the first place because, as she said, you know, before you go into court, you have to... Before he reasonable. delve into the devil's lair into basically acknowledge you who to, you are and let them know. know.
3: Everything's about replying, right? You get a ticket, you have to yeah. write, you have to write an affidavit back, right? That's the whole
1: thing. You have to know that's, what to write. You have to you have to know that the terminology, because they catch out on word manipulation all the time as well. So you're inside in that courtroom there, and if you don't literally know nothing about nothing in the whole strawman situation, you were not that judge that's there, that's 300 pounds because you didn't pay whatever the parking fee, et cetera you're you're acting as a surety the living soul you is acting as a surety for that straw man that dead entity so because yeah. a dead entity can't pay for anything but you're willingly coming there because you you don't know what your name is on top of it he might just call out your name but not seeing us all in block capitals mister whatever etc and you're there yes or no So of course i'll pay that 300 pound for that dead man it's you no know, because you don't know you haven't taken control or ownership over the actual uh straw man itself so yeah but uh, I guess I guess we better leave it there. <laughs> uh, we're we're, near, we're up to nearly it's an awful. hour and a half. Um, but uh,
3: I, think I, I think I would just pay a hundred dollar ticket instead of you know writing some affidavit wrong and having the police show up in my house. Yeah,
1: <laughs> well, like, but, but that's the thing. And most most things they advise is try and do it by letters. Don't. It's like I am a living
3: man. I am not a person. Screw yeah. yourself. I understand.
1: <laughs>
3: you know, um, that's not going to get you anywhere, buddy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> t- yeah, taking but, you to jail yeah. but that's why most of the
1: people on the side of the road you can't deal with them So, you, but you can deal with a paperwork with the higher echelons be the CEOs or the people that are higher up because they know but the people at the bottom don't know like the average person in the bank doesn't know even so, the managers yeah. might not even know but the CEO does so there's no point in going into a bank arguing over signatures arguing over this whatever. wasting your time you'll be there all day don't ring them on the phone don't walk into the bank you actually have to apply to the highest person in the bank via proper letter documentation that you know and that's how it's done other then than it's that just, the case will be dropped yeah and register posts of course do by that as well so they're yeah. little key things and people are going in arguing or kicking up inside banks this didn't work i saw this and they said this didn't happen they're they're not going to know what you're talking about 60q we trusted the normal uh bank assistant at the counter or something that they won't have a clue about that And um, but the people higher up of course do know so um yeah it's all about controlling the knowledge and that's why we have secret societies around the world as well <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's a whole other topic <laughs> and we'll leave it at that
1: <laughs> yeah. uh yeah so i think that's about it there was no other questions um other than um what have you heard from it yeah to share earth heroes tv thank you very much and all of Sasha Stone's support for us to stream in their facebook account um brilliant thank you very much all of you for doing for doing that as well and hope it's gone on to many many people so we do appreciate that as well thanks very much and yes, hopefully we can uh, get BB back on the end because I know so many people have so much, many questions, of course, to ask on the whole topic of that because this is a fascinating topic. But if I do hear it myself, I mean, you can check the, the university out too. But if I do hear it myself, as I know, I'll drop you an email or so on and let you know when the next um, course is coming up. So yeah, thanks for everybody for watching and tuning in. Until next week, Celebi. Take care, bye. <laughs>
0: This podcast is sponsored by Kulabula, creators of websites, animation, and digital art. To get a 10% discount, go to kulabula.com and put in the discount code AWAKENING.